Learning from Crisis, Engineering a Safer Future. A global conversation with senior leaders to explore the impact of COVID-19 across key aspects of the world. Discovering what we can learn from disruption to create positive, transformative change. This podcast series is brought to you by The Resilient Shift, an initiative of Lloyd's Register Foundation and Arab. In this episode, we assess the impact of COVID-19 on the way we collect, store, verify and use data. There has been a pressure throughout the crisis to make decisions quickly. So the tension between fully understanding, analysing, gathering the data, running different models, but actually the need to use common sense and to make decisions quickly has been a, a very interesting issue that we've seen. From global infection rates to contact tracing, the use of data has played a vital role during the COVID-19 pandemic. We have data all the time, in real time. It keeps coming, it keeps growing. The ideas and observations you'll be hearing about are based on a series of discussions which were led by Dr Juliet Mian, who's the Deputy Director of The Resilient Shift. This initiative helps to ensure the safety and continuity of the critical systems that we all depend on. These are systems that provide essential energy, water, transport and communication services and underpin food, healthcare and education. The initiative works with people and organisations from all over the world. Here's Juliet to set the scene. Something that has been very visible during COVID-19 is suddenly how all of us, the non-experts, the people on the street, you know, me, my mum, we're all suddenly relying on the data, looking at the data, checking the news every day to see number of cases. You know, at previous crises, that wasn't there. We, we talk a lot about something like the Spanish flu, you know, that, that data was not available to everyone on a daily basis. So it's really important. It has made a massive difference to how everyone, you know, experts, members of the public have handled the crisis. So how it's helped and also, you know, what we've learned by this really intense period of of using, analysing, making decisions from data. And also, are we at risk in today's world of relying on data for everything? The co-moderator for this discussion was Chris White, a senior programme manager at Lloyd's Register Foundation. His areas of work include the safety of digital systems. Collecting data allows us to measure how we're doing. Collecting data could be anything from a survey, asking people how they're feeling. It could be data from systems, computer systems or kind of other types of engineered systems. So we've seen that within COVID that we can measure how different communities transmission rates are doing we can measure how the supplies of water and food and so forth is happening across the country and that data goes into computer models science and and engineers supporting government have been making to give us a view about future prediction about how we can weather the storm of covid these discussions bring together leading researchers and global experts who are part of the lloyd's register foundation community The Foundation is an independent global charity that supports research, innovation and education to make the world a safer place. Here are some of the discussion highlights. (music) 
It was felt that data has clearly played a significant role in providing all of us with information and perspective during this challenging time. However, it was also acknowledged that COVID-19 has highlighted many issues across the world that need to be addressed regarding the collection, storage, validation and use of data. These shortcomings have contributed to issues such as the high number of deaths in care homes and a disjointed approach in some countries to bringing in measures such as contact tracing. Dr Jenny Tennyson is Vice President and Chief Strategy Advisor at the Open Data Institute. The ODI works with governments, companies and individuals across the world and advocates the innovative use of open data to bring about positive change. Jenny said that during a crisis, people and organisations tend to immediately turn to the data and technology that's available without always thinking about the wider picture. In a time when things are difficult, then new technologies are often the things that you you leap to as the way of getting through those when actually you have to think about what the human systems are that uh, the data and tech is supporting rather than um, going kind of data and tech first. And I think we've, we've been going data and tech first in some places badly. Some of our data infrastructure was strong and good. Some of our data infrastructure was weak and that's led to different kinds of outcomes. So to make that more concrete, the amount of data that was available around what was going on in care homes was very low and therefore we couldn't detect things very quickly or in the very early days then hospitals wouldn't be reporting on number of ventilators that they had why would they but it became a new thing that needed to be reported so where there were existing mechanisms for collecting sharing data easily it was easier to adapt them to the new situation and where there weren't then really people were trying to build some stuff from scratch fairly rapidly. The discussion also focused on the importance of making our data systems versatile so they can be adapted to deal with different challenges. This approach was used during the pandemic in a project involving the data-centric engineering programme which is led by the Alan Turing Institute in London. It's a joint initiative funded and supported by Lloyd's Register Foundation. This project adapted a pre-existing research initiative that was originally looking at patterns of air pollution in London. A digital twin computer model of the city was set up to assess how mobility and activity was having an impact on the spread of the virus. Dr Mark Girolami is the Programme Director of the Data-Centric Engineering Programme. He said we need to get better at setting up complex data systems so that resources can be brought together in a truly useful way when we're facing a crisis. It's at the governance, it's at the systems, it's at the organisational levels that I would say we really need to get things right. We've got lots of technology, we'll always need better technology. But until we have the systems and the organisations in a way that enables us to, to pull that and to, to deploy it coherently at a national level and, and at an international level, we're very much going to be on the back foot. Um, that's something that I am now convinced is, is incredibly important. Professor John McDermott is the Director of the Assuring Autonomy International Programme at the University of York in the UK. He's involved in looking at global issues surrounding the regulation and safety of robotics and autonomous systems.
John said that the pandemic has shown that we need to think about how we can make better use of data to preempt and plan ahead for future challenges. One of the key things that we need to be able to do, we're not very good at, is actually making better predictions, identifying leading indicators of, of what will happen. You know, we do need to look back at the historical data. We need to actually focus much more on, on how we use data to get leading indicators. John also emphasised the importance of the human factor when looking at how we use complex data systems to make decisions. If you look at you know, the resilience we achieve now, it's hugely dependent on, on humans. Um, if we make things more autonomous, to make this simple, you know, how can we automate common sense? Because usually what happens is people apply common sense and you know, my you know, simple autonomous systems in my car have no idea of common sense. Deanna MacDonald is the co-founder and chief executive of an organisation called Blockchain Labs for Open Collaboration, or Block for short. It designs and develops digital infrastructures for water, trade and energy systems. Deanna used the example of shipping to demonstrate some of the vulnerabilities in data systems across the world that COVID has brought to the fore. There's not a corner of the world that's not touched by shipping. You know, there's quite a lot of challenges that remain with um, the movement of, of people through these systems. And in shipping, we have a challenge with, you know, these seafarers are moving into new jurisdictions, basically port nation states um, that each have their own policies and need to, before they leave and go home, prove that they've had a COVID test, for example. And then that COVID test needs to be able to be communicated to whichever jurisdiction they're in. Um, there's language barriers alone, let alone the veracity of that information and where it's coming from. A systems thinking and systems engineering approach to this is the only way forward as everything is very much interconnected. The discussion also inevitably turned to ethical issues surrounding data. Diana summed up the general feeling that there will always have to be some compromise between protecting an individual's privacy and using data for the public good. We have really serious questions to answer to maybe even summarise you know, everybody else's points there. We do have a trade-off between privacy and traceability. We have a trade-off between ethics and algorithmic governance. What are the premises in which we are modelling these systems upon? And what are the considerations we're using to give these analysis that help to inform our global policies, our national policies? Alongside these ethical questions, the pandemic also highlighted that some countries and organisations were reluctant to share data because of political or commercial sensitivities. Although on a positive note, there were also examples of private sector businesses, some of which were competitors, showing willingness to pool information and resources. Jenny brought up another discussion point, whether we need to look at new approaches to setting up our data systems. We've talked about kind of the top-down ones, like what the role of government is in making sure that data infrastructure is in place. The other thing that we need to be supporting, I think, is new forms of data institution that are much more collective, that are coming bottom-up, that are being driven by people getting together because they recognise it's a challenge. The conversation also focused on the importance of gathering data quickly when a crisis hits. An example of this is a project carried out by the Resilience Shift that began in April 2020. Twelve senior decision makers from across the world 
were asked for their thoughts on how to keep our complex systems functioning as the crisis was unfolding. This resulted in a report called Resilient Leadership Learning from Crisis. For many of us, data technology has been something of a saviour during this crisis, enabling homeworking and schooling, online shopping and virtual contact with friends and family. But the discussion inevitably touched on whether we're too reliant on this technology. What if our next global virus is digital rather than biological? Across the world, there are also vast numbers of people who have limited or no access to data technology. This online discussion forms the basis of an insight report, which covers the points made in more detail. We'll be providing information on where you can find this report at the end of this podcast, but it's hoped that everyone will be able to benefit from the ideas and suggestions made. Juliet gives us her closing thoughts on some of the important points that came out of this discussion on data and the impact of COVID-19. The thing that stood out above all was the importance of data, how significant it has been and will continue to be, but the need to balance data with human factors, the bigger, longer term picture, the complexity of our systems and something that everyone in the room agreed was common sense. We almost closed this conversation with agreement from everyone that the systems we have aren't working and they do need to be better. And a point that was made was bring the community into this rebuilding, not to have black boxes or private systems, but something that's called open source community. So so everybody contributing to what's done with the data and, and helping to make the decisions and bringing people right into the centre of these discussions about data and modelling because they are part of the systems. You've been listening to Learning from Crisis, Engineering a Safer Future, brought to you by The Resilient Shift, an initiative of Lloyd's Register Foundation and Arab. A more detailed insight report based on this discussion is available on the Resilient Shift website, resilientshift.org.